everybody. Uh, it's been a long time since we have recorded um, an episode of Stolen Homes, but here we are. So we're going to continue the story. Uh, last episode, we finished at uh, Baba, uh, Father Panigoti, talking about how he was applying to school. Um, he had graduated. He was applying to colleges, universities, and um, the option of going to Beirut was not an option anymore because there were bad political things going on in the country. Uh, so then he applied to City College in New York and found out in July, in June or July, while you were in the um, Army, that you were accepted in City College in New York. Yes. So that's that's where we're going to start off. Uh, hi, Baba. Hi, Olympia. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, so yeah, start from there and, and tell us about how you ended up going to City College in New York. Well, I was uh, at the end of my military service. Um, I got the news that I was accepted, and now I, I put in an application to be released like two or three weeks before the end of my service so they can leave mm-hmm. because school was starting uh, sometime early or middle uh, September, mm-hmm. and I needed to be in New York uh, the beginning of September so I can go to school, um, to City College. That was the City College of uh, New York, which mm-hmm. is in Manhattan, upper upper side uh, in the middle of Harlem. (laughs) (laughs) What year was this? Uh, This was 1978. Yeah, so just a few years after the invasion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was four years after the invasion. Mm -hmm. I finished school and then I was finishing the military service. Mm -hmm. And and we began the process of uh, preparing for that. So uh, I really had no money. My parents had no money to give me um, yeah. Uh, so because um, of the invasion and we lost everything and we couldn't, we had no money whatsoever. So uh, my dad went to his boss that he was working at this hotel at Nice Beach at the time. Mm-hmm. He was working, uh, I believe, at that time he was working as a gardener. So he was um, he was not making that much money anyway. So he couldn't accumulate anything because. They were not paying him that much money. Yeah, it was right after the invasion. It was a difficult time. It was he was lucky to actually have some sort of work. Anyway, so so he went to his uh, boss and he asked uh, if he would give him some money ahead of uh, his salary uh, because he explained that uh, his son was going and his he and his boss knew me because I I helped out there too. Yeah, during the time when we were, we lived there. Mm-hmm. So he. Um, uh, he explained to him that I needed uh, a ticket to get to get to the United States, and I needed to pay for my first semester of school because you know I was hoping that I would get a job and and support myself. Right. And there were other there were other paperwork that the university required to admit me, and uh, we filled all the information. Um, and his boss agreed, and he gave him. Uh, enough money to pay for my ticket, mm-hmm. one-way ticket to New York. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. So there was no return for me. It was like <laughs> one way. <laughs> and then um, and then we found the cheapest uh, ticket we could get, which was with a Czech, uh, Czechoslovakian airline at the time. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember how much it was? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how much it was, but I remember that the first semester, uh, the tuition was seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! <laughs> okay. Which is a dream for yeah. today. You know, <laughs> the expense yeah. of school has gone up. Of course, the universities in New York were subsidized by the local government, and right? So, and they still are. So that's why they're less expensive in New York than they are elsewhere. But uh, my tuition for the first semester was $750, so <laughs> we got the bank to issue a, uh, a a bank note or a check, a check basically, a bank check, mm. to the school directly, City College in New York, for tuition for $750, mm. because Cyprus was allowing money to exit the island at that time. So really? because of the difficult financial situation after the invasion, mm. you could not really take money and leave you know was, I didn't know that yeah, yeah. so they um, so they issued a check in the name of um, the school for my tuition and um, and my father bought the ticket mm-hmm. and uh, on the 
4th of September of 1978. You remember the day. <laughs> uh, I got on the plane to leave. But before wow. that, this is the interesting thing, is that okay. I applied to be released like two weeks early from my uh, uh, service in the military because mm. uh, I, I was ending at the end of September, I believe. So I was released like three weeks before. Hmm. Okay, so uh, in order to be released, you had to apply and have uh, information, all the information and proof that you were going to school yeah. and all of those things uh, so that uh, you can, you, you, you know, you can get the, uh, the discharge, the honorable discharge right. like you, they do here in the United States. Mm. So what happened is that uh, uh, everybody else was getting their uh, discharge, their their papers, the the call that uh, they were released, yeah, and they can go home. Uh-huh. But I wasn't getting mine. This was like <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of uh, August. I was waiting and waiting, and uh, and and then I I kind of went into a depression, and I stayed in my in the room, the room where the soldiers oh, were. Man. Yeah, I was so depressed. And on a Sunday morning, I don't remember the date. Okay, <laughs> I think I may have it written somewhere, but I don't remember the date. Uh-huh. It was like like uh, three or four days before. It was at the end of August, maybe oh, wow. the first of, of of September. Uh, Sunday morning, we can go back and see what day that Sunday was. And, sure. And uh, um, I was. It was Sunday. I was so depressed. I was. I did not even come out of bed until noon. I didn't even go to eat breakfast. Mm. Um, and you know, in the military on Sundays, you were kind of free. So so, I did not get up that morning at all because I was so um, depressed about this I wasn't getting my release yeah, the days were getting closer was. everybody else was leaving and I was still there mm. so that morning it came oh okay. nice somebody <laughs> came running to the to the room where I was and they called me and they said you have a message <laughs> go to the uh, information whatever it was yeah the communications uh, post and mm-hmm. so I went there and they said, you're released. Go home. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I got up. I, um, <laughs> I, 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 I was jumping up and down. I was so excited. <laughs> I packed all my things. I already packed. I mean, it was ready. You were ready to I was to ready go. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I was waiting for that message, which came from the headquarters of the military. <laughs> and um, I packed my stuff. I got on the road. I went outside. I got mm-hmm. a... You know, I was basically looking for a ride for a mm. for a, uh, a lift somewhere, and I walked. I walked as much as I could, and somebody picked me up and brought me to Larnaca. From there, somebody picked me up and brought me to somewhere else, and finally, I ended up in Ayanaba. <laughs> I said to my mother, "I am free." Oh my gosh! And she says, uh, "Well, <laughs> get ready. You go. You going in th- three days, whatever, four days." Aww. So um, <laughs> I put all my stuff down, uh-huh. and I I went and changed into uh, a swimsuit, <laughs> and I got on the motorcycle. We had a little motorcycle. I got on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and I drove down to the Nice Beach, and I, <laughs> jumped, I in jumped in the water, <laughs> and I just felt so free. It was so re- uh, so amazing. It was yeah. the feeling was so amazing. Yeah, um, I swam. All the way to Nice Beach, to the Nisi, the, the island, mm-hmm. and um, and then came back. I'm glad you enjoyed that because that's yes. not in New York. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to find yes. a beach like that in New York. No, no way. <laughs> um, anyway, so I started packing. I started saying goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And um, on the 4th of uh, September, I went to the airport. I got on the plane, mm-hmm. Czech, uh, the Czechoslovakian <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> and he was, he was with uh, um, propellers. The plane. It was not a jet. It was a plane with propellers. Mm. And um, and he got up. You know, if it it came out of of the the tarmac and mm. and, and flew and did a, ri- <laughs> a, a round over Larnaca, and I found out that I get seasick. I get uh, airsick. Dizzy. Yeah, you get dizzy from no, that. No, just. Dizzy. I was so sick. Oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. I was so sick. I, anyway. Um, 
the the stewardess came and helped me and uh, gave me uh, whatever water and um, and cleaned me up whatever Aww. happened. Anyway, so so we ended up in Prague. Okay. And in Prague we changed planes and I got on a jet. Mm-hmm. Again, they really good took good care of me uh, on the plane because okay. I they knew I was kind of sick. They gave me Dramamine or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, yep and. <laughs> At the end of the day, we arrived in New York. It okay. must have taken a long time to get there. Oh, yes. Um, it took four or five hours to get to Prague, and then it took another eight hours to get to New York. It was a whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a whole day. Basically but I, a whole day. I was so dizzy and so sick that I really didn't care. I just <laughs> I just went, you know. <laughs> so I arrived in New York, mm-hmm. and as the plane landed, and, uh, and uh, we... We're at uh, JFK mm-hmm. in New York. So as the plane landed and he's running on the uh, the run the runway and and uh, a, a, and it's coming closer to the buildings, <laughs> I looked out the window. I was I was sitting at the window. I looked out the window. I see these huge cars. They were these <laughs> huge cars. Every car was so huge. I said, "What is going on? Everything is huge." Here. <laughs> 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 and you had never visited New York. You had never seen anything like that yeah, before? Yeah, I had never traveled outside the country, uh, right. outside of Cyprus. I, uh, Of course, I didn't even know what New York would look like. <laughs> I remembered some movies from the movies, you know, these tall buildings and uh, <laughs> and kind of everything shiny. And yeah. So, um, so we get out of the plane. Uh, my friend um, uh, Sotos Yorakis was waiting for me. Oh, yeah, he uh, was in New York me. already. Yes, he was already yes, in New he York. He had left before me from the military. And so uh, he came to pick me up and he brought me to his house. Okay. So as we, as we, uh, we, I guess we took a taxi or he had a car. I'm not sure exactly how mm-hmm. we did it, but mm-hmm. we got uh, to Astoria and I looked around and the buildings were all so old. Hmm. Uh, the We went under the uh, elevator train and <laughs> everything was rusted. Mm. And I said, is this New York? Oh, wow. Astoria wow. is so different from like what yeah. you would see like, in and Times at that time, <laughs> At that time, it was quite run down in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was an interesting experience, but the cars were so big. <laughs> <laughs> All the cars were big. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... We ended up at his uh, house, his parents, of course, uh, he lived with his parents. Yeah. They were probably renting that house. I'm not quite sure at the time mm-hmm. because they were also new to the to New York and they were all working and uh, and he was also going to school and working. So the um, the idea was that I will um, I will stay with them a couple of days. They will find me a job because I, they told me that uh, it's easy to find jobs in those days. Okay. And they and then um, and then I will go to work and then whenever school starts I will go to school. Okay. So it was late in the day when we arrived. Uh, I I basically went to sleep soon after we got there because it was for me it was a long day and it was seven hour difference. So if it was eight o'clock at night for me it was like the next morning. Yeah. Um, four o'clock in the morning. So, or three o'clock in the morning. So, we, um, I went to sleep. He gave me his bed, actually, Aww. my friend, and he slept on the floor. So Aww. I thought that was wonderful. It was very kind That's of him. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still good friends, and and I love him a lot. So, yeah. so you know, he um, he treated me well. And then, the next morning, he ha- he says, "We're gonna go downtown so you can see real New York." You know, to see. <laughs> The real New York. <laughs> because I told him how disappointed I was. I said everything is so old and rusted. And anyway, so the next morning we we got on the subway on the train. We took the train, the R, I believe, at that time, from Astoria. Okay. And um, and we uh, went all the way down. So he says to me, "Now we're under the water. We're going under the river." Oh my gosh! I said, "Are you serious?" I heard. I felt my. My um, Your ears, pop? ears popping. Mm. So I knew the pressure. I knew that the, you know, we were going low. That was very interesting too. <laughs> and then we come out the other side, and at some point we came out. I think we came out at um, somewhere around Forty Second Street and Broadway or something like that. Mm. And then we come up to the surface. Uh, of course, as as we came out of the train, uh, 
the subway it was amazing that platform underground it was like three four levels underground and i was saying are we underground how far underground we are are we anyway so we come up and all these people thousands of people walking around and kind of rushing and going uh, to catch their own trains and and rushing to go out to go to work whatever it was that they were doing and uh and then we came to the surface and then i looked up and all these tall buildings i couldn't believe it i kept looking up my friend says you you're you're uh uh, neck is gonna be hurting if you keep doing that and watch out for people you know it's a, yeah but i kept looking and i was really amazed at the buildings and how tall they were mm-hmm. so he took me around and showed me Times square and then from there we went back and took the train he took me um down to the twin towers oh wow we climbed the twin towers all the way to the top oh wow to see new york from up there Mm. Uh, after that, uh, he says, we're going to go to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, my God. He took you everywhere. Yes, we took the ferry. <laughs> we took the ferry. We had a full day. So we took the ferry and we went across to the Statue of Liberty. And he says, we're going to climb up oh, all wow. the way to the torch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we went all the way to the head of... Uh, now the, all of that is closed. They won't yes, let they you won't do let that. you go. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but they, you, we climbed inside. We took the, um, I think the elevator up to some point, mm-hmm. and then, and then after that, we climbed. It was hundred steps or whatever it was, yeah. all the way up to the to the head of uh, uh, the statue. The statue mm. inside the head, and we looked out through through her eyes and through <laughs> the holes in the oh my god yeah, in her crown or whatever it is. Yeah, and then uh, and then he says, we're gonna go to the arm. To the torch but i think the torch was closed that day we didn't get to go okay but it was there we saw it <laughs> anyway it was really amazing um while i was there we looked also while we were there we looked also on the exhibits which talked about immigration mm. i was really moved by that huh that was a moving moment for me because i felt um, that i was coming to a place where so many others so many thousands of people before me came and had that uh, feeling of freedom and had the feeling of um, the possibility of success. So it was a very hopeful moment for me, which brought tears to my eyes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. It was a good introduction to the United States and a good introduction to New York. Yeah. And, um, and climbing up into the Statue of Liberty all the way to the top was really an amazing That's experience. really special because so, you can't do special. that anymore. Yeah, I, could, I, I don't think we did it again after that. Mm-hmm. Maybe one more time soon after that when I brought somebody else or somebody else brought me or something. But mm. we never really were able to do it again because they closed it up. Yeah. Because the wear and tear on the statue, there was mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. And today, even to get in, you have to stand in line for hours. Yeah. It's, uh, it was just a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. But it was an amazing experience. I will never forget that mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty stands out, um, welcoming, welcoming newcomers, and I felt like she was welcoming me. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you tell Yaya and Bapu that you had arrived? Was there any communication at that point? No, I, um, I didn't. I think what I did because there was no phones to communicate. Yeah, well, how would you tell them? Yeah. Well, I wrote them a letter. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember when, but I wrote them a letter eventually, and I said I arrived. I'm good. Aww. I started school. And they got it was the letter, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wrote back. They wrote back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we kept uh, writing letters back and forth. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I they didn't yeah, have the phones. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, the first four four years of being in the United States. Well, the first three years before I went and visited because I was a. Uh... Now. Before I left Cyprus, the day I left Cyprus, I need to say this because this was very uh, another moving moment. Is okay. um, I was saying goodbye to everybody, and the the morning that I left for the airport, mm-hmm. um, I said goodbye to my parents. I kissed their hands, mm-hmm. and they embraced me. And that's the first time in my life I saw my father cry. Aww, Papu cried. Papu cried. Aww, and and he said. Uh, in his, uh, as he was crying, he says, "I don't know if I'm going to see you again." Really? Kind of thing, yeah. Wow. Because I kept telling them that I'm not going to return. Yeah. I was going into this unknown world and, yeah. and into the unknown. So, um, yeah, I remember that now, and I, I need to say that because 
he was so moving and I never forget it and he he cried because he didn't know if he's gonna see me again hmm. yeah. Wow I did go back three years later which was a major event for me and for them so that was good to visit yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it took me three years first three years were very tough of course in New York anyway so I the first day was amazing because of all the things that I saw and yeah. uh, you know the experience of uh, Manhattan mm-hmm. and uh, the Twin Towers and the Statue of Liberty and mm-hmm. Times Square and tall buildings and it was really an amazing <laughs> experience yeah so when you started school what were you going to school for well hold on the the, oh. the next day oh okay <laughs> my friend says you need to go to school i needed to go to school to register to oh kind gotcha of, okay yeah, be present because mm. the, the classes were beginning about the eighth of the month or something like okay. that okay and um and it was the fourth so <laughs> on the fifth i um he showed me how to take the trains, the subways, because there was a subway I had to get off at 34th Street. I had to take another one that goes north and whatever. And it was like, it was either two or three trains I had to change. I don't remember. Okay. And um, and so he g- gave me the exact things where to, uh, he had never been to City College, but he knew from the map where City College was. So he says, if you get off here on 135th Street, <laughs> you should be very close to it because the address is 138th street so okay yeah so the amazing thing is that i didn't know where i was going i didn't <laughs> know what was what i was looking for right. but i got in the train on the fifth in the morning and i went it was a 45 minute ride between changing all the trains mm. and then i arrived at the 135th street i think it was mm. and i got off mm. and i looked around <laughs> and there was nothing there it was some homes, these rows of homes that that and I'm in the middle of Harlem. Okay. So it dawned on me at some point. It dawned on me at some point that I'm in the middle of Harlem. I heard bad things about Harlem, so <laughs> I was really scared. Oh no! I looked around. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but finally I found a policeman mm-hmm. who pointed to me, and he pointed to the hill. Uh, there were there was a hill, and there was a. Uh, some sort of um, like walkway walkway and, yeah. and uh, stairs or whatever and then there was tall trees and there was something behind it but I didn't know what it was so okay. he says that's where the school is okay that's where okay so I went I went up the stairs I mm-hmm. went through the trees I found the school <laughs> yeah when I went back to school later I would not get off at that point I would get off at 148th street and then walk back 10 blocks because that was not the best way to do it but at that point i had no idea so what were you supposed to do yeah so the first day i came i came to school later i took the same stop and i got off and went up the hill again but anyway so so that was my first visit to city college and i found it um (laughs) i registered Mm -hmm. so they asked me what do you want to study so i had i i I said uh, engineering but what engineering Mm. so i had no idea what um, what, what do engineers do? You yeah. know, it's, it's like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you just picked knew, engineering? Yeah, I wanted engineering because that's what I was trained for. I went to school, oh, okay. English school. It was all about math and physics I and gotcha. chemistry. And mm-hmm. so you had to be engineering. You know, I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I was prepared for that. I, I had all the preparation for engineering. So that's okay. what I knew. <laughs> okay. So I registered. I didn't want to be a civil engineer. I wasn't sure about electrical engineering, what what it should be, and I had no idea what chemical engineering is. <laughs> so I, I registered engineering undecided. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then the week after that, we, we started classes and I started going every day. But uh, yeah, and, and the story is that Right in the middle of the semester, the first semester, uh, I went to register for the next semester. Mm-hmm. That's how they do it, you're right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, in we November, still do it. Mm-hmm. In November, you need to register for the next semester. So, so I went and I found out that they had listed me for uh, electrical engineering. Hmm. And I said, at that point, I knew a little more. I had studied it. I had 
um, and I understood more, but I, I still didn't know exactly what chemical engineering is, but I was attracted to chemistry. Okay. So I, I was doing well in my chemistry class. I, I kind of had a good background in chemistry. So when November came, I, uh, I went back and I changed my, my registration from electrical engineering to chemical engineering. Mm. And that's what I graduated with. But, mm. but I still didn't know what chemical engineering was and what they did and what it was required. And what the, but I knew chemistry was my uh, strength. Was your thing. Yeah, was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so during that time when you were... Let's say during, because what, it was four years. It was like normal university setting, right? Yeah. So during that time that you were getting your degree, did the invasion ever come up? Did anybody ever know? Did you ever talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But before we get there, let me let oh. me, let me me tell you uh, <laughs> the third day, okay? Okay, this you remember was... day by day. That's yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> so okay. my second day, okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> my first day is when I arrived on the 4th. Yeah. On the 5th, I went and saw all the uh, buildings and, uh, and Statue of Liberty. Uh, on, the, um, on the 6th, I went to school and, and registered, registered and discovered what the university looked like <laughs> and where it was. Yeah. On the 7th, I went to work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But uh, and my friend brought me and introduced me to a donut shop. I had no idea what donuts are. That was the day I discovered <laughs> donuts, okay? Yeah, we don't have those in Cyprus like that. It was a donut shop on 8th Avenue and 48th uh, Street Okay. in Manhattan. It was probably the worst place to be. Oh, my gosh. But I wasn't going to get paid because I didn't know anything about donuts, so I <laughs> never worked before in America. So the, the owner agreed to have me kind of watch and help out but with That's no nice. pay okay he gave me coffee and gave me a donut too that was good he didn't pay you for like the training technically no 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 oh. he, the agreement was that he's not going to pay me because i couldn't really offer him anything okay i see except stand behind the donut thing and and watch <laughs> okay i didn't even know the names of the donuts i didn't and and don't don't forget that I spoke English, but my English was British English. Yes. And I could not understand what these people were saying most of the time. <laughs> and they couldn't understand you probably. And they either. couldn't understand me. Yeah. So I have You're talking great, to New Yorkers. Great stories about that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to tell you now. Um, but I was in that donut shop and I saw some of the most um, horrible things happening outside. What do you mean? Um, some drunken guy, a tall drunken guy. A drunken or he was on drugs or something i don't know exactly who it was he was oh. running around and he was punching people in the oh street my, oh my we God. can watch him we can watch him uh, fr through the window oh my goodness and then he comes to us and he wants uh, donuts and coffee and whatever and the and the owner didn't want to give him any because he was so so uh, out of it that uh, he didn't want him around so he goes outside and he's backing on the glass and i tell you that day <laughs> i was so scared Oh that was the last time I went there. <laughs> the donut My shop. training ended that day. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's horrible. So the next day, <laughs> uh -huh. we're now on the... Um, eighth? On the eighth. You start school? It's... Uh, no. Oh. I think it was... Yeah. The school didn't start until Monday, which was probably the 12th or something. Okay. 10, 12. Uh, so the eighth must have been Friday. Okay. Um, yeah, I arrived on Monday, I believe. On Tuesday, we went downtown. Uh, on Wednesday, I went to school. On Thursday, I went to the donut shop. On Friday, <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Friday, the brother of my friend uh, that I was staying with them, mm -hmm. um, he took me around. One of the two of them took me around, and I found a an apartment. Uh, it was not an apartment, actually. It was a basement, a room in a basement mm. at somebody's house, which wasn't very far from their house. And, and I, I don't know how they found it, but they looked around. There were advertisements of available rooms. So they brought me, and I, I got an apartment on Friday. Okay. Yeah. A, a room, a, an, an underground room. Yeah. A basement room. A basement yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was my new home. Right. I really didn't have much. Yeah. Just a few clothes. Uh, yeah. The next thing I did, I went and bought some warmer clothes because New York, New York gets cold. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I didn't get, I didn't get, I had no money. 
remember I had no money yeah. I paid the 750 that uh, I brought the, the check I I brought it to the school and I paid the first semester so I had no money whatsoever so after we found the apartment mm -hmm. and it would be by week and it was about $25 a week for the room Wow yeah what a dream $25 a week <laughs> uh, and then on Saturday, that was on Friday, right? I moved into my new room. <laughs> and on Saturday, um, my friend's brother, he took me to the place where he was working. Okay. It was called the Astoria Manor. <laughs> and it was a catering place that had these big parties. You know, if you wanted to yeah. have a party for the baptism of your child or a wedding or mm -hmm. whatever, um, that's the place to do it. They had 11 different rooms. And then the upstairs... They could open up all the rooms and they would create a huge grand ballroom which could hold a thousand people. What? Yep. That is a, a huge lot place. of people. Huge place. Okay. So the funny thing is, uh, okay, my name is Panayotis, right? So uh, <laughs> my friend brought me there mm -hmm. and he introduced me to the manager and they mm -hmm. gave me a job. Okay. In the meantime, I had gone to the bank and I had gotten social security number. In those days, they would give social security numbers to... Um, Really? Yeah. Wow. I went to the social security number place, or maybe the bank did it for me. I don't remember how we did it. Okay. But I got the social security number. I got nice. an account in the bank. Okay. All right. So on Saturday, I went to work. They hired me on the spot <laughs> as a waiter Okay. in this huge place. Yeah. And, um, and my friend introduced me as Pete. Oh, my gosh. And he didn't tell me. Oh, no. And I had no idea what these guys were talking about, so... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what an introduction to this country. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> they sent me upstairs. <laughs> they sent me upstairs, and I'm working with uh, like eight waiters, ten waiters, or whatever. It was a bigger party. And uh, and people are calling me, and they're calling me Pete, and I'm not answering. <laughs> I had no idea they were calling me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. So they thought that I was deaf or something. <laughs> oh, man, that is good. So then uh, <laughs> then somebody somebody takes me in and says, come in, I'm going to introduce you to someone. So he introduced me to a, a Greek-American young man. Okay. He was probably a couple of years younger than me, but he was also going to City College. Mm -hmm. He was starting at the same time. Okay. Uh, Jimmy was his name. <laughs> anyway, and Jimmy kind of showed me around and explained to me that I was being called Pete. And I ah. needed to respond to that. <laughs> and I needed to respond to that. Okay. <laughs> I had some very funny times there. Oh, man. When uh, I remember one time this this big woman came to me and she, it was this <laughs> night, it was either this day or the next night or something <laughs> or in the evening. I was there for the morning shift. I was there for the evening shift. I went for the next morning shift. I you went worked as much as you can. Yeah, yes, I worked school. like four yeah. shifts in the weekend. Oh, my gosh. And then I was working like five shifts, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, and Saturday night. Because I needed money. I needed to no, pay for I the understand. rent. I needed for mm -hmm. food. I needed yeah. anyway, so my expenses. I needed to buy books. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, um, so, so he introduced me. He showed me around. But then, then this, this big woman comes to me one day and... <laughs> And I was really impressed how big these people were. In America? Yes. I oh. mean, everybody was so big. I was saying, how much are they eating? You know, that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And then... <laughs> Our when portion we, sizes here are quite large. When we, when we started serving the food and I, I saw what they were serving, yeah. these huge pieces of uh, prime rib. Yeah. Huge pieces with yeah. potatoes and string beans yeah. and, and a salad and dessert. The and portion sizes are I said, are no wonder here. why these people are so big. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, so okay. <laughs> I got used to that. What I couldn't get used to was the um, fact that some people would not eat the food. Okay, this is huge steaks. I am hungry. I come from the island that was destroyed by the Turks and we didn't even have bread. And, yeah. and I would see these huge steaks mm. and at the end of the uh, meal, at the end of the party, we would throw them away. Oh my gosh. We just dumped them into the dumpster. And right. of course, what they did, I found out later, is that they ground them up and they sent them to the pig farms in upstate New York. But that's another story. Okay. I said, I said to myself, if we could collect all the, the leftovers from this one night or one weekend maybe, I would pay all of my expenses for my studies for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. 
That's how much food was being thrown away. Anyway, so this 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 woman comes up to me and she's looking for. Uh, she says, "Where are the bathrooms?" And I said, "Bathrooms? <laughs> she's gonna take a bath in this place?" Oh my god! <laughs> you didn't know. I knew toilets. Toilets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew lavatories, perhaps, but bathrooms. <laughs> They have bathrooms here, I said. She says, you work here and you don't know where the bathrooms are. I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out the bathroom means... Toilet. Toilet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's how I find out. <laughs> oh. I have many, many stories like that that's of uh, not knowing what they're asking for, not knowing what yeah. people are saying. Right. Not culture shock. Yeah. Total, culture Total culture shock. Yeah. In language and everything. It was yeah. like four days. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> you had just arrived. You were brand new. <laughs> but I was kind of thrown into this. Well, well 100%. I needed work. So. Yes, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord. So starting school. Back to that question. Through so the I think Monday went... after all of these, I, w- I went to school. Yeah, when you first went to classes. school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my first class was chemistry. At 8 o'clock in the morning, I worked until oh, midnight. My God. I got home at 1 o'clock, and I needed to be in class by 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was the first semester. It was so tough. Of course. Yeah, and it was chemistry, and I discovered how much I love chemistry and how much um, how it's much I knew, too, because I had a good background in chemistry and in physics and in math and everything. But this was, uh, <laughs> this was a... Um, uh, a difficult semester for me in, yeah. in all of these ways. Of course. Yeah. And being away from family and being away yeah. from, yeah. I think the first time I spoke about uh, being from uh, Cyprus and being and having gone through the war and uh, yeah. was in my speech class. It was, uh, I believe it was on Thursday morning or something. I don't remember when it was, but huh. uh, I had a speech class and it was required from everybody and uh, the class was filled with American kids and I was like the only one who was a foreigner. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, um, and and I realized that my English was good, my pronunciation was different. Yeah. So I would say things and they wouldn't understand. So in preparation for that class, we had to do a speech every week. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Every week we had to do one speech. Maybe it was twice a week, I think. Uh, and And everybody had to do a speech once a week. And so it was a small speech, like five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had such a difficulty in pronouncing things like they were doing it here. So I had to practice. <laughs> so I had to, um, what I did is as soon as I got a little money, I, I, I went at the end of the week, they gave us money. So uh, I took the money and I went and bought a, a tape recorder. Hmm. Okay, so... I would tape myself and listen to myself, and then I correct myself to really? become, yeah to get an American accent. Oh my gosh! And then, and then uh, my friend bought me a little TV. It was like a nine-inch TV or something like that. <laughs> okay. So I would turn it on. I would listen to the news, and I would try to mimic the the accent. The accent, yeah. The way I would see how do they say that and how do they say this and uh, how do they say. Uh, I I used to say coffee, you know, but. But they in New York they don't say coffee they say coffee, so I needed to you yeah. know make it yeah. exactly like they did. Um, uh, I I used to say girl for a girl right for a girl it was a girl, uh. British British way, girl. But in America they don't say that they say girl. Girl, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I still cannot do it, uh, <laughs> but I practice and practice and practice. Um, so within the next three months, you know, I kind of <laughs> lost a lot of my my um, my British, British accent. accent. My 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 Cypriot accent is still in the background, but my my English accent I kind Not of a gave up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I was still learning what these slang words are and uh, yeah. and expressions, American expressions, uh, colloquialisms, and things like that. Mm. I'm still learning those to this day after yes. forty two yes. years. You know, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was very tough. The first six months were amazingly tough in almost every way you can imagine. And the winter came, and that was the worst part of it. I had never gone through a winter like that in my life. I come from the plains of Cyprus where <laughs> the temperatures will never go be- be- below freezing, and here <laughs> I am, and it's 8 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my okay? gosh. And, uh, and then it went down to... 
zero degrees Fahrenheit and things like that. And so I had to really get some warm clothes and right. I had to stay. And, and the basement didn't have heat. So that was the other thing. So I went and oh. somebody gave one of my friends gave me a space a heater. heater. Yeah. The owner didn't like that because it was on him and the electricity. But I said, I mean, what are we going to do? do? I got sick. I got sick two or three times. I, uh -uh. I said, I cannot get sick. No. I cannot miss school. I cannot... Miss work? Yeah. yeah. Miss work, yeah. So in that speech class, um, obviously you were the only one who had something like that to talk about. So what do you remember that experience of talking about it? Did you want to talk about it? Like, what were people's... Do you remember anything about talking about it in that speech class and people's reactions mm -hmm. or the teacher or anything? Yeah. Do you remember? Um... I don't remember. I don't. I think uh, people didn't really know much. The kids didn't know much. Uh, I don't think the teacher knew much about Cyprus either. I mean, it was it was uh, recent. Everything was recent because it was four years. That's true. Uh, since you know, since uh, Cyprus was invaded, but they didn't know very much, and you know, they didn't know how to deal with me in the sense of what to say. Uh, once I told them the story, you know, like was Cyprus was destroyed, they was like, okay, so uh. where do we go from here? It was mm. people were not quite they able to respond yeah totally. not not receptive but they didn't know how to respond okay the only uh, i had an english teacher and i think that was the next year the next semester mm -hmm. uh, because we had to take english too um maybe it was this semester i don't remember it was and i wrote an essay for her for mm -hmm. this english she was a jewish american uh, lady okay um she was in her 30s probably i was 21 so when I wrote the story, I, I, I wrote the story of being in the military and how we were trained to go to war, we were trained to kill, we were trained to do these things, you know, if we needed to. And, mm. and then I said, and I told the story of how when I, I was released from military, I went home and I was so happy and I went jumped in the water, that kind of thing, you know. She was really impressed with that story mm. and, and she gave it back to me, says, I want to publish this somewhere. He, she wanted to publish it somewhere. Oh my God, mm. wow. She was really impressed with that. She was ve she was very uh, receptive. We remain we remain friends throughout the years that did I was there. Did she publish it? I don't know what we did with it. Because that would be amazing if she yeah. did, and we could find it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would remember. love to have it. Yeah. But she really loved the story. The she loved my story, and she loved the my sto my life story because it was a life story. I wrote it my is life a, story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. Michaelson was her last name. Hmm. Eliana Michelson, something like that. That would be cool if we found her. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and you know, I kept a really good uh, friendship with her throughout the years I was there. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't seen her since then. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then, while you were there, you were there for those four years, and then you decided to go and get your master's or your PhD after that. And it sounds like you didn't talk about the invasion. Like it wasn't a constant thing that you discussed with people. No. You talked about it once in a while, and it was kind of just something that happened that you obviously experienced, but you weren't talking about it all the time. Just no. in those opportunities where you felt like you could maybe sometimes. Uh, even when I talked about it, people, did, people didn't really respond in any... They were perplexed by this. They were... They didn't know what to say. Right. It was like... And it's very confusing because it's like, what, yeah, yeah. what did we do? What does that mean? Well, thank God that you're here or something like that. Yeah. Or it's good that you're able to come here. You know, right, is, right, th right. That's how people react most of the time. Right, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think people realize the intensity of that and how that remains with you. I don't think of people course. understand that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't expect anything, really. I really didn't expect anything. I, mean, I was on right. my own. I was, I was right, kind right, of... Right, right, right. And you were moving on. Like, you were trying to move on, on yeah, from yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah and, with your life. And I didn't want to deal with it uh, too much myself. Mm -hmm. um, the, I remember there were demonstrations at the United Nations. I didn't want to have to do with that. Mm. Demonstrations in favor of Cyprus or whatever. I said, I have too much pain inside of me to, to go even go. to this. Yeah. Uh, I was focused on school, I was focused yeah. on work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I needed to survive. For me, it was survival time. Yeah, literally, yeah, survival yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So then after those four years at City College, you graduated and you went and pursued your PhD or your master's. Well, what happened is that the last semester mm -hmm. um, before I graduated, uh, it was right before Christmas. Well, that semester, everybody was applying for graduate uh, schools. Mm -hmm. And I applied too. I applied to several and then uh, three days before Christmas, uh, I got a call hmm. at the apartment. 
I had moved already. It was now three years later. Right, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had moved to an apartment. Um, at the time, Theo Theodoros was with me. Your my, older my brother. brother mm-hmm. My older brother. Mm-hmm. So I got a call from um, uh, from Notre Dame. I had applied to Notre Dame, the, the chemical engineering department. Mm-hmm. And they accepted me. They gave me a scholarship and a stipend. <laughs> um Scholarship, full full scholarship for for tuition, and then a stipend of ten thousand dollars a year for uh, graduate research and things like that. And so, I uh, I went that that way. I I also was accepted by City College for the graduate school, but I didn't want to stay. It was enough for me. I wanted to get out. <laughs> and the, I went to one of my uh, professors, and I uh, I asked for his advice. He says it's better for you to go to another school yeah. to see other things, to kind of experience. Uh, the world in a different way and mm-hmm. the department that department so I, I I moved to Notre Dame I um, yeah that summer after my graduation I went to uh, South Bend Indiana and that to, was for a PhD in and that was for a PhD program uh, which I entered I uh, went through the classes I went through the um, uh, the comprehensive exams mm. a year after I entered yeah. In the summer, I passed my comprehensive exams. I entered the um, uh, PhD program basically fully. And that's when I felt the calling to the priesthood. And that's when I decided to leave. Wow. Yeah, it was after I, I was ready. I, I would have another probably four years of doing the PhD. I had to do all the research. I had to do... But you finished your master's, though, even though What you... I did is that I... I got out of the PhD program. I did the thesis for a master's. Mm. I finished my uh, research work. I published my master th- master's thesis. I, you know, I wrote my master's thesis. I submitted it. Mm-hmm. It was accepted, mm-hmm. and I graduated that summer. Mm-hmm. So I was I was at Notre Dame for two years instead of five. Can you talk about um, just really quick the? the calling because i think that's very abstract for some people can you just talk about your personal experience as to like what all this like what was the precipitating thing that happened or things that happened when you were like i think i need to go become a priest like how did you make that decision uh it's hard to explain Uh, people (laughs) don't really i don't think unless you go through the same thing you don't really (laughs) yeah i know yeah (laughs) i think i think what happened to me is is an amazing thing is that once I got out of New York, New York was tough. New York was dangerous. I mean, when I was in New York, I would I remember going to work on a Saturday morning downtown in Manhattan for a job at the um, uh, at the Euro place somewhere. I don't even remember. Like a anymore. Greek diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and and I would come out of the subway and I would walk. This is Saturday morning, right? Friday night in New York was mayhem. It was war everywhere. Mm. I would walk out of the subway up out of the subway on the sidewalk and I would see pools of blood. Oh my God. I mean, the killings, the destruction, the uh, the mayhem that happened on Friday nights in New York at that time was unbelievable. Really? Okay, New York is not like that anymore. Mm-mm. Okay, they cleaned it up. They brought more police. Mm-hmm. They got rid of all the sex shops and all the other things that mm. they used to have. But uh, at that time, it was a horrible place. Mm. So... Uh, when I came out of New York and I went to Notre Dame, I arrived there in June. I asked to go early, begin my research early. That's cool. And, uh, and the professor who I was under, he funded me to be there in the summer before everybody else came into the program. And so I was there in June. And one of the reasons that I wanted to go is because I had no other place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I didn't have family in the United States. I, I mean, I had Theo Theo, but, I mean, but he was working. He was, he was going to school. Thing. He was doing mm-hmm. his own thing. So, so I wanted to go, and I wanted to get out of New York. So when I got out of New York, I arrived in, um, I arrived in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I think it was on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe the difference. Hmm. I think I came. I, I think I came. I, I came Friday. I arrived on Friday and Saturday morning I woke up and I took a stroll outside. They gave me a room in a house, Stanford Hall, I think they, they called it, yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, it was very interesting because that Stanford Hall was the was the house for priests, for Catholic priests. Oh, wow. Yeah. Foreshadowing. They, but, they were, <laughs> but there were a few graduate students like me from engineering, from art, 
from it was mixed from, but that was, was the mixed. house specifically for yeah, yeah 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 most of it was roman catholic priests mm. who were studying there and uh and there were a few of us that's cool outsiders mm -hmm. okay so um so i woke up on saturday morning and i walked outside and it was beautiful <laughs> uh the trees were so beautiful it was cool summer cool mm. um it was uh, it was like a big forest, like a like a, uh, a park. Mm -hmm. The lakes were right there. There were two lakes right there. Oh, wow. The birds were chirping. The people <laughs> were smiling. Aww. They saying good morning. <laughs> in New York, people would not look you in the eye. Yeah. Not say good morning to you. They're on a mission. <laughs> yeah, they they were afraid of each other. They uh, still are. I mean, hmm. New York is still in bad shape when it comes to communicating between people. Yeah. Uh, people are afraid of each other mm. to this day. They don't want to get involved with you unless they know you. You know, mm -hmm. that's the whole point. If they know you, they would say hello. But if mm -hmm. they don't know you, they don't want to be involved with you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, but here I am at this paradisial place. <laughs> uh, people are smiling and saying good morning. And, <laughs> and the birds are chirping. And that's so nice. The sun is shining and the lakes are reflecting the sun and the trees. And <laughs> it's just an amazing place. So something happened in me. So the next morning when I woke up, it was Sunday morning. Mm. So I said, I want to go to church. Huh, okay. Okay, so I <laughs> I found myself again. Yeah. So I, I said, I wonder if they have a, an Orthodox church here. Hmm. So I took the yellow pages and I flipped through <laughs> uh, and I went to Orthodox or whatever and I found St. Andrew's Greek Orthodox Church. Oh, South wow. Okay. So there was a phone number. Mm. By this time, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Mm -hmm. So I... I picked up, I had a phone in my room. So I picked up the phone and I called the church. Mm -hmm. And a lady answered. And I said, this is a, the Greek Orthodox Church. She says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you have a service? Do you have little? She says, no, we just finished. Oh. But we have a baptism. Oh. So I told, I told her who I was. She says, who are you? I said, I'm a student. I just came, you know, whatever. And I'm um, at Notre Dame. And, and she says, oh, we have a baptism. Would you like to come to the baptism? <laughs> inviting you to people's baptisms that's funny okay <laughs> so i said sure so he says okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have somebody come and pick you up so was this in english or did, was she speaking greek to you do you remember i don't remember it doesn't matter it doesn't i was just wondering yeah. if they spoke greek at all well some of them did i mean there were a lot of them that spoke greek that's nice. anyway but anyway the lady answered the phone i think it was <laughs> i think she's she must have spoken greek maybe i asked in english and then she has i realized was, she yeah, was yeah yeah mm -hmm. anyway so um, she says uh, to me, come out to the library outside, whatever, at some spot, and I, and somebody will come and pick you up from there. And yes, oh. somebody drove up. It oh took them gosh. about 10 minutes. Okay, By the time so I it got wasn't to, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, they came, they, 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 the lady, another lady came and picked me up <laughs> and uh, brought me to the church. Mm -hmm. uh, it was an unfinished uh, church. You, they had the hall finished, but the church was halfway mm -hmm. and um and they were doing the it was in the hall right the basketball court mm. so they had the altar set up in the back and mm -hmm. you know and then they did the baptism and they closed everything up they Aww. put chairs and tables and whatever mm. anyway so they invited me okay. uh, to i I, I was introduced to the priest uh, father petrobulakos father yeah <laughs> Nick Petroblakos was a very nice young man at the time. You know, so <laughs> still young. <laughs> uh, he was very nice to me, and um, he took me under his wing, and oh. he realized I could chant, I could help oh, him with yeah. the services. So yeah. I offered, you know, and yeah. and he uh, and he liked that because he didn't have help all the time. Was this the first time you had been to church in? No, I had been to church in New York, but not very much, you know. Okay. And I was like a f an outsider because always the crowds, big crowds. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I would go on major feasts, so it was always crowded. On Sundays, I worked. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but I did go for Pascha. Which uh, is Easter. For Easter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did go for Holy Week, sometimes Friday, Holy Friday, Holy Saturday, things like that. You if know? You but could, then there was yeah. such big crowds, I, you know, I was yeah, like yeah. getting lost in the. <laughs> so the you crowds. went to the baptism, you met the priest. Yeah, I met the priest. I helped mm -hmm. him with the, with the service. And he invited me to come next week. And one of the ladies, her name was Artemis. She agreed to pick me up from school on Sunday mornings and bring me for the Orthodox service, for the early service. Yeah. And I was 
I will help the priest and I will stay. Chant and, and stuff. And chant, be yeah. in the altar. And yeah, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, we'll like chant, an altar please. boy. Yeah. There was <laughs> an older man who was 90 years old at the time. He was singing. He was chanting. So I would, I would help him out. Yeah. So for the next couple of years, I was really the chanter of the parish. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was my introduction to the, to the Greek church there. And, um, and what I did was uh, I went to all the services. Uh, I mean, the Sunday services. Mm-hmm. Because I could now, I was free on Sunday morning, and then I was doing research and I was doing experiments, and I was able to, um, uh, you know, go and work on on Sundays in the evenings, in the afternoons, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I didn't have classes on Sunday. I didn't right. have work. Right. You know, my work was the lab. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so I started going to the Bible study with uh, Father Nick mm. and. Um, and, you know, it was like something moved inside of me. And then, mm. uh, you know, I, I came closer to God. I started reading my Bible. And so the calling comes when you are closer to God. And mm-hmm. at some point, I was open to it. Mm. But I was not expecting it. I was not ready for it. Mm. My plan was to finish. Get a PhD. And get a PhD. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. From there, I was a foreign student, so I would either apply for a job as a PhD after I finished, or my my other plan was to continue, uh, try and get another scholarship and go and do an MBA. Oh, wow. Because the I, I thought that the most successful uh, chemical engineers were the ones who had MBAs, and they would actually be in the management side of the corporations, the companies, corporate, yeah. mm-hmm. instead of uh, being in the lab all the time and... So I'm a, and I'm a people's person, so I <laughs> I couldn't see myself working a lot for the rest of my life. Yeah. But, but a lot of PhDs, that's what they do. That's their mm-hmm. work, unless you go into management and then uh, and then you're. So I was planning to get my MBA, and uh, climb up on the corporate ladder and make lots of money <laughs> and kind of buy a big house on the beach and <laughs> another house in the mountains and uh, and a helicopter to take me from one to the other. You know, <laughs> So priesthood, what are you talking about? That's, <laughs> that's a lot of poverty involved in that. That's a lot yeah. of uh, kind mm-hmm. of uh, restrictions. And I knew what the priesthood is like. I, my grandfather was a priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very mm-hmm. close to that, and uh, I grew up with that, so I knew exactly what it was. And if I was going to be a priest, I wanted to be a, a serious priest in the sense of uh, how I lived my priesthood. So I wasn't going to do it just haphazardly. Or, right. And I, and I rejected that idea a long time ago, so I did not, it passed through my mind when I was a teenager. But after that, you know, it was like, uh, mm. that's not for me. I'm, you know, I'm in engineering now. I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when the, when the, I felt the calling, it was like um, God talking to me in my head and saying, Panayodi, you have to become a priest. And, and I rejected that. I started praying intensely and asking for God to read me from this and, and uh, not, um, but it wouldn't go away. And I, <laughs> and for like three days, mm. I could not get rid of that. It was an intense, like, it was very intense. So I called Father Nick and I said, Father Nick, I need to talk to you. Mm. He says, Let me see you uh, when I have some. It was like uh, Tuesday morning. <laughs> okay. Tuesday morning. From Sunday night when this started happening to me uh, as I was praying, um, until Tuesday, I was overwhelmed by this and I could not do anything. I couldn't even go to class, I couldn't go to the lab. Um, I did go, but I was like, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Tuesday morning, I woke up with the same intense voice in my head saying to me that I have to become a priest. Mm. So I called Father Nick and I said, Father Nick, I, I need to talk to you. He says, oh, let me see you. He says, I have an opening on Friday. I said, Father Nick, I want to see you now. Mm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. says, really, that's serious? I said, yes, please. <laughs> he says, meet me at the library. Okay. Under Touchdown Jesus, you know, it's like... <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, well, Notre Dame, you know, brought out all kinds of things for me. I mm-hmm. mean, I for the first time, I I went to watch uh, American football. Yeah, <laughs> and I realized what that was. I, mm-hmm. I went to all the games, mm-hmm. Notre Dame games. You had a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah. And it was really interesting, and from the point of view of culture, it was really enriching. And mm. uh, I watched a lot of movies, very classic uh, movies, yeah. that I could never have an opportunity to watch. But the students, the graduate students, would do these excursions, yeah, and we go together, and we, you know, That's and, fine. and it was very inexpensive. With a mm-hmm. couple of dollars, you could watch a great movie. Yeah, and the school had its own theater where. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 
it was in the school. I mean, it was a huge campus. It's like it's yeah. a town by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. incorporated town. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is a town by itself. So it had everything. It had its own post office. It had its own hotel. It had its own everything. That's amazing. Yeah, but the town was next door to mm-hmm. uh, South Bend, Indiana. So once in a while, we would go to downtown South Bend and then <laughs> go have a beer at the That's local fun. cafe or whatever. Yeah. So um, you went. You talked to, to Father Nick. So Father Nick <laughs> arrives within the next. 20 minutes, you know, meets Aww. me at the mm-hmm. at the library, and I said to him, uh, he says to me, what's going on? I said, Father Nick, I think I need to change my life. He says, what do you mean? You want to be a priest? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? How did what, you know? <laughs> what bird told you that? Yeah, how did you anyway, know? Anyway, he, he, he kind of sensed it, that something had happened to me. Mm. And um, I said, well, this is what's going on, and this is an... It's okay, just relax, you know, I mean, um, <laughs> okay, just you don't relax. have to rush about this, you have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Here is the address of the school, we have a theological school in Boston. Mm. I said, what's a theological school? What uh, A seminary, he said. Ah. I said, what's a seminary? Yeah, he explained to me, that's where the priests for the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese, mm. I didn't know what the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese was. Mm. That's where they get trained. Yeah. And... Um, you know, and if you want to be a priest in the United States, that's a place to be in. So, okay. Yeah. So here is the address. Write to them. Tell them you're interested. They will send back to you some response, and you respond to them, and and maybe go visit and see what happens. You know, I mean, you don't have to decide right now. And I kind of was relieved completely. Mm. I kind of found peace. Went back to school. Went back to work. Went back to whatever. I started doing my job stuff. Okay. I sent the letter out. Uh, I thanked him for that. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I think I let a week go by, and um, and then I decided to um, uh, tell my advisor, my uh, who was also the the department chairman, mm-hmm. and um, and so it was like Thursday night, and I had a meeting on Friday morning with him, mm. and um, and on Thursday night I'm in my room in Stanford Hall, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm praying and asking God to help me, and. And and I I intended to tell him that I was going to leave, mm. leave the program and go start something else. And and I I felt God talking to me again and saying to me, uh, when you go, when you go to see him, he's going to say to you, but I spent all this money on you. And now you're going to leave me because the project was important. It yeah. was a major project. It's thousands of dollars. Of design. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. I mean, I was designing pellets to maximize the conversion of carbon monoxide to, ca- to carbon dioxide in the uh, catalytic converters of the cars. So it was a, a well-funded program mm. by big companies, the car companies, mm-hmm. or the oil companies. I'm not sure who, but they're all <laughs> in cahoots with each other. And, <laughs> So I was I was basically creating a product that would be it's probably already in the in the cars it's been in the cars for many years. Yeah. Anyway, but what we're doing is that we're we're in the middle of the project and so and and I I felt I felt this this voice in my head again saying mm. uh, he's going to say this to you I spent so much money for you on you and you're going to leave me in the middle of this and then the answer came and said and tell him that. God will give it back to him many more times. Okay. When he says that. Wow. Okay. So I went to sleep. Next morning I got up, I went to his office, and I said, I think I need to change my life. I think I need to kind of uh, move on. I am planning to go study theology. He says, what are, you, what are you talking about? He says, I spent so much money on you because oh he paid gosh. also for the summer that I went, and he paid for my yeah. tuition, he paid for my stipends, you know. Everything. Everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent so much money on you and you're going to leave me in the middle of the project? Oh, my God. And in a kind of a uh, low voice and kind of a little scared, I said, <laughs> um, God will give it back to you many more times. That must have sounded like crazy talk to him when he yeah. heard that at first. Yeah. He he was so mad at me. He says, yeah, 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 you and God. You know, so he, was, he was an agnostic. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. He's, he professed to be an agnostic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. So he dis- dismissed it completely. He dismissed it, yeah. He says, just go. It's Friday. I want to see you on Monday morning again. Uh, go think it over. Sleep on it. 
come back on Monday. I hope you change your mind. Okay. So weekend went over. I go Monday morning. Um, I walk into his office. The first thing he did, he picked up a check off the table. Okay. And he showed it to me. $100,000 from a company he didn't expect any money from. They hadn't given him money for a long time. You know, these guys, they make, they get uh, grants yeah. from companies who do research. Mm -hmm. So he would get grants from different right. companies. And he just got a check for $100,000 from a company that he didn't expect any money from. Oh, my God. They hadn't given him money for a while. <laughs> what did and he I say? Said, and I said, and he showed it to me and explained to me what it was. And I said to him, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. What a cool story. That's amazing. So then, and then that was it. And that was it. What I did was I arranged to complete whatever courses I was missing, a couple of courses I was missing, and uh, and then complete uh, my my thesis. I wrote the thesis. I have it right there. Oh, the okay. Shelf. All right. Yeah, <laughs> okay, uh, you can show me later. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I completed my thesis. I submitted it. It was approved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I graduated the next summer. With your master's. With my master's. And yeah. then you decided to go to Boston Theological School. Well, yeah, and, and in the meantime... Before I even gave me the degree, I mean, uh, they sent me the degree after I left because yeah. the graduation ceremony for us was like in August or something mm -hmm. because they're waiting for others to finish. And uh, so they sent me the degree. I went to, in the meantime, I went and visited the Holy Cross and kind of got introduced to everything. Boston. Theological yeah. school in Boston. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and starting in August of, um, now we're in um, 19... Yeah, what year is that? 84, okay? Okay, so I 1984 you started. Yeah. I started the Holy Cross in Boston. Okay. okay. So in 82, I finished my degree in uh, chemical engineering in City College. In 84, summer 84, I finished my master's at Notre Dame. And then <laughs> I started my MDiv. It was a master, master's of divinity, of divinity mm -hmm. uh, at Holy Cross mm -hmm. uh, in August of 1984. Okay. We're going to stop. We're going to stop there. But um, next time we're going to talk about, we're going to quickly go over, um, you know, you being a priest and kind of the experience of how do you tell people, how do you talk to people about, you know, the invasion through the priesthood if you ever did that. You don't have to talk about it now. Obviously, we're going to talk about it next time. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the experience that I had and that um, my brother um, Stradi had when we went to Cyprus because I was born in Cyprus and we'll talk about that too because it was a big conversation with us it was it was within us I mean we grew up talking about the invasion and all those things so event it comes back around heavily where we talked about it a lot so we'll we'll definitely talk about that next episode so make sure you stay tuned and again if you guys have any questions about anything because this is a lot of um, heavy topics and this one was a little lighter because we were talking about just the transition coming to America and the culture shock of that all. But if you have any <laughs> questions, you know, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Olympia Papa G and you can um, definitely ask whatever you would like to be answered by us. But thank you for listening and we'll hopefully see you really, really soon. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>